You're tuned into the Chaos Cast, hosted by Three Jerks this week, where we blitz on every down, seeking to get ejected for targeting, as we stiff-arm your trash fantasy football team, your only place for Chaos Fantasy shenanigans. I'm your host, Levi Basham, subbing in for Brad Craig alongside uh, John Spears and special guest Jeff Kelly, manager of Slob Nasty. Brad's sick this week, he'll be back uh, next week. In this episode, we'll go through everyone's playoff scenarios for the last two weeks of the season uh, to see who's got the best chance of getting in. And we sit down with Coach Kelly, and we find out he has a bone to pick with John and see how that goes. And last, we check the mailbag to see what questions uh, all the fans have for Jeff. But first, all right, uh, let's start with uh, last week's matchups. First, we have Intoxicated All-Stars versus Scoops Troop. Scoop Troop have been unraveling, searching for that coveted seventh win, but was denied by the sneaky good All-Stars, who are also trying to secure for the playoff spot. You know, everyone else at this point, but it's it's just tough to get a win in this league. And uh, uh, that reason is because uh, All-Stars uh, had Bucks players. Uh, Chris Godwin, 42 points. Rashad White, 30, especially after Leonard Fournette was out, having great days. And then another decent performance from Jonathan Taylor, with 28, showing uh, why he was drafted number one overall, trying to be consistent again. And uh, just like not a bad week for the All-Stars, they, you know, scoring over 200, 230. And then uh, Scoop Troop, they just like can't can't catch a break, really. You know, Lamar Jackson had a good day with 33 and James Conner, 28. Uh, but, like, just two more injuries for Scoop Troop. Michael Carter leaving the game early and Damian Harris. And, like, when that happens, you just got to be – you have to be super lucky to win, and, and it didn't happen. And All-Stars blow out Scoop Troop 231 to 152. And, and you know, was, wasn't the whoop in the week, but it was pretty close. And uh, uh, All-Stars uh, now have that final playoff spot, six – but can they hold it? They have a tough matchup next week against Black uh, Sunday. And then they have the Bleeders for the last week. Can they hold on to it? We'll see. And then uh, Scoops Troop lose again. But, you know, they've had six wins for a while. They most likely have the weakest uh, roster. There's so many injuries. Like, you can't even make fun of the Scoops Troop anymore. It's it's just, like, <laughs> really bad. But, uh, you know, but even with that, they just need one win. Just got to catch a team, you know, having a bad week, and they're in. Like, I, I, we'll look at the playoffs later and scenarios, but I, I believe the Scoop Troops just gets one win. They're in the playoffs, and can they find it? And then next we have my matchup against uh, the, the Houdinis, and it's just like I, I can't even – be professional about this it's just the worst loss of my year uh, I, Josh Jacobs I, I can't even utter his name anymore I can't like it's just uh, it was really close I I thought I thought I was gonna go win and you know it was just close like back and forth back and forth and then they go into the playoffs, and Josh Jacobs goes off for an 86 or 83 yard run, and it was just over. Like I, I it was looking like it was going to be like a fun uh, Miles Sanders versus uh, Aaron Jones matchup. You know, like uh, who know like both. You know, who knows what's going to happen? 
and just, uh, <laughs> I, just like, I feel like I find one of these losses every week. But uh, I'm, but you know, Derek clinched, uh, you know, his eighth win. He's definitely in the playoffs now. Uh, probably probably secured a buy. Um, just with how close the bottom, the, the mid tier, bottom tier teams are. But um, and I'm not out of it yet. You know, like I'm, I'm back, back in the pack with five and seven. You know, like two more wins, and I, I feel like I can make a run in the playoffs. It's just very disappointing. Like I, I, I can't even deal with it. But that, that's for that matchup. I, I'm not going to talk about it ever again. I'd like to, um, but uh, yeah, my heart breaks for you on that. That was brutal. Uh, yeah, jumping into my matchup with Amanda. Uh, let's rewind a little bit. Uh, it was Saturday. Me, Slop Nasty, and Cleveland Steamers. We went out of town for a great ball game. Uh, beat down. Uh, had a long day. Drove back. I think we got back in town. I don't know. It was about one. Close to one in the morning, and I see a co-owner of uh, Victoria's Secret at the door. And I look, I was like, you know what? We're just gonna try to get in and out, drop him off, head on to the house. We were tired, and Slop Nasty does what he does. He goes straight in and he tattles, and then here comes Miss Amanda Shelley, straight out to my car, in my face. It was the most chaotic twenty minutes that I can remember in a long time. <laughs> Now, I remember looking over at one point, and she's in Rob's face, Cleveland Steamers, screaming, what place are you in? What place are you in? Which I think was third at the time. But uh, that brings me to this matchup. Uh, yeah. It, and it's weird because it was an epic game. It actually, again, for me, it came down to the final drive of the final game of the night with the final two players playing. I had Pickens, and she had Michael Pittman. I felt that I had a pretty comfortable lead. And then on the final drive, Pittman starts catching everything. And thankfully, they just, Indiana sucks, or Indianapolis rather. But uh, it was an epic game. But I love the smack talk. She was, she was so nervous to talk about, talk smack. And I was like, bring it, you know, like, it's fine. And then when you lose, though, this is the other side of it. You know, her team fell short, and this continues my epic uh, revenge tour. I take it down 190. 32 to 183.72. And on to my matchup, Slop Nasty versus Black Sunday. It was the battle of the real Mr. Average versus the team that won't go away. <laughs> so, started out, you know, I was pretty hopeful, you know, that my Cowboys would do what they do and blow up as what's been talked about in previous weeks. I'm kind of dependent on that right now. You know, I've got other guys that can blow up but primarily i need their offense to do something well oddly enough they were very average so nobody really did enough to push me over 200 which is kind of you know i guess the point where you're getting more secured with a possible win um and on top of that higby laid an egg on me which he's been up and down this year and hard to count on but as soon as I bench him and go with somebody else, uh, he seems to blow up. But I don't want to be like Brad here and, and <laughs> talk about, you know, who who got me nothing and who I should have played and how my, my bench blows up and, 
you know, dwell and sulk. So on to his team. Uh, you know, they all performed very average. You know, nobody really blew up. Everybody was, you know, upper teens, 20s, something like that, except for his defense. And on a team where – or on a week where I didn't do all that great, you know, it was it was enough to skate by with a win. You know, it was close. And congratulations to him, but that's it, not anything you should be proud of. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, get to the matchup you've all been waiting for between Rupert P. Tinsley and Lance Elliott Frick. Sorry, Lance, but my sweet northern union brother, you got whooped! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did, Lance. Uh, you took an epic beat down uh, here this late in the season. Yeah, you hate to do it. Uh, this is a monster whooping. And from the Cleveland Steamers, he's probably going to get whooped this week. Uh, Lance, you got to do better if you're trying to make the playoffs, bud. Oh, Lance. What? Lance. What the frick? He's never heard that. I know. Yeah. You haven't heard that one before, have you, Lance? Uh, You know, we were, you know, looking over and we were trying to figure out if you had had a whooping before. And it it seems like this is your first one. Like, that's that's surprising. (laughs) Team, like, like, you've, you've been struggling, but you're still fighting. But, like, wow. Like, like, why? Why do you need to give Rob more of a big head? It's it's just disappointing. Like, like his team, like blew up on you. I, I have no words. Like, it's just ridiculous. But Lance, uh, you know, you're still in it, but you gotta do better. Lance, don't let this bring you down. You know, everybody gets knocked down, but real men get back up. Uh, if if it would take a hug from behind like I've given you numerous times before to, you know, bring you back, I'll do it. You just let me know. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to see you out of the playoffs, and I don't think you'll be out of the playoffs, but you're going to have to dust those bootstraps off, put those bibs on, and get back out there in that four feet of snow and uh, do some work. Lance! Oh, Lance! Okay, uh, not too much in Fab this week. Uh, you know, not not super uh, interesting players this week, really. Um, there were some running back injuries from the previous week that, you know, could spark... Um, some pickups, but it just seemed from the injury report that those starting running backs are going to play. So I, I don't think anybody wanted to uh, pay too much fab on, except for uh, Zonovan Knight, who it looks like Michael Carter is going to be out this week. So we had that was the most bid on player this week, uh, where uh, Joey Toxicate All Stars got him for two hundred twenty dollars, and, and a talking to from uh, from the commissioner about his uh, spending habits. But, uh, you know, there's no trophy for having the most money, as, as Joey reminded him. Uh, so he, he ended up getting them for t- uh, 220 dropping Elijah Mitchell, who uh, looks like he's out for the year or he's on the IR for the rest of the season. Uh, Scoops Troop tried to get him for 86 and the Houdinis, uh, but uh, no one 
Uh, they couldn't predict the, the amount of money that was paid on them. Uh, and then there was, it could have been an interesting little steal for uh, Black Sunday as uh, he, he he had $1 more bid on the Ravens at 21 over Houdini's who bid on the Ravens for 20 But that was just thrown out the window when Victoria's Secrets bid 50 on them. So. Uh, and then Scoop Troop got uh, A.J. Dillon for 40 uh, Purple Bleeders got Mike Waite for 17 Interesting pickup with, uh, with uh, Herbert uh, on the starting roster, but maybe he's thinking there's an injury or maybe a bad matchup. Uh, I'm not sure if I would pay money for him, but uh, it looks like the Mike White schedule is interesting, could be favorable. So I, I, I'd like to pay attention to him a little more you know, with coming weeks. Uh, Farewell to Hope got DJ Char for $11, dropping Allie Robinson. Good job. Uh, and then he, Farewell to Hope also got Amir Abdullah for a dollar. Uh, another one of those running backs like Josh Jacobs is on injury report. You know, who knows what could happen come Sunday. Uh, but nothing really else uh, when it comes to fab. Uh, seems like pretty cut and dry. But, uh, guys, what are your thoughts this week? Zon of the night. Uh, if anything, he probably has the best name in all of the NFL. Um, and maybe it's still. Uh, looking down the list, looks like a lot of people are trying to snag up the old Ravens defense. I guess they have a pretty good matchup this week. I think Denver. Uh, against Denver, apparently they do have a good matchup this week. Yeah, uh, yeah I want to give Joey a little shout-out for picking up UK's all-time leading rusher and Benny Snell for a dollar. Oh, yeah. He didn't get him. And you didn't get him. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you can shout out me. I got I'll shout out to Levi then. I got zero. Uh, sorry, Joe. You should have bid two dollars. What'd you end up paying for him? Zero. Zero dollars. Yeah. He okay. own, he owns the Steelers' backfield. <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe right. this week. Maybe. <laughs> Good job, Levi. Uh, yeah, and uh, Amir Abdullah was just kind of an insurance policy. Uh, but yeah, nothing, nothing much. All I know is I'm going to take about 30 seconds when we get done with this podcast and try to figure out who in the hell Zonovan Knight is. Uh, if he's half the man that Brees Hall was for me the first few weeks, I would have picked him up too. I probably wouldn't have paid $220 for him though. All right, let's get into the uh, week 13 pickums. Uh, now, it's, I know you're used to having Brad here, you know, but... To hold your hand and figure out who who to root for, who to not, but I, I'm here and and you know Brad couldn't make it today, but you know he's being tucked in by Rob as we speak. He's fine, everyone. <laughs> so no need to worry. Uh, but uh, he did send in, in his picks as well, so I'll, I'll uh, add his his in as we go along. Uh, thing I, another thing I'd like to add is we're. Um, as we go with the matchups, we're going to discuss um, how each matchup would have played out on um, uh, if they had played every week. Like, for example, uh, if if John had played Rob every week this year, they would the record would have been six and six. Uh, I feel like the we feel like that'd be a fun thing to do. Like it was uh, suggested by Derek. That's kind of a way he looks at his matchups, and it seemed like a fun way to. See who was favored. Who was favored? So we're gonna add that in as as we go. Uh, 
Now, uh, we don't have uh, who the records were from last week. That's something that uh, Brad has, but we'll include it next week. Um, but here we go. Um, we'll start with um, Black Sunday versus Intoxicated All-Stars. Black Sunday's five and seven, as well as Intoxicated All-Stars. Uh, if they had played every week uh, this year, uh, Joey would have seven wins, and Black, uh, Brad would have five. So a little favor there. Uh, Brad went with himself. Go figure. And I am going to go with Joey this time. I, I've feel like he's a little bit more explosive uh and it'd be fun yeah i'll take black sunday here uh with taylor playing dallas and brad having uh the better end of the receivers uh i I do believe it'll be close though uh looking down both rosters at the uh matchups this week um black sunday had six matchups that were 25th or better um, and the All-Stars had five that were 23 or better so it's pretty close uh, I have um, the All-Stars winning 191.1 to 191 because Joe is really good at winning by a tenth of a point <laughs> well said Jeff uh, next we'll go to Team Purple Bleeders versus Scoops Troop and uh, so Team Purple Leader is five and seven, the ninth place, and then Scoops Troops is six and six. If they had played every week this year, uh, surprisingly, the Purple Bleeders would be nine nine wins to Scoops Troops three, which is um, the most shocking thing I've seen in a long time. But uh, uh, I think I'm going to go with Lance, and not just because of that record, but I just think that uh, Lance's team's way more healthy. I'm in agreement with that. Uh, I think I, I think even Jason would agree his team's kind of been suffering as of late. Uh, yeah, if, you know, again, if Lamar Jackson and the Mark Andrews explode, uh, anything's possible here. But give me Lance. For me, I like Lance's running backs. He's off to a good start this week. Uh, Scoops Troop, the only player on his roster that gets my tenders tingling is uh, Lamar. Um, so if I'm banking on him getting, you know, 30 points, something like that, uh, Jason still has nine roster spots available. So points wise, I think I'm going to call this game for the bleeders at 314 to 34. <laughs> oh, and then, uh, Brad is also taking Lance and the bleeders. Uh, next, we have uh, the Houdinis versus Slop Nasty, and uh, I'm sure Jeff will have some insights when he it comes to him. Um, the Houdinis are eight and four, first place, and then uh, Slop Nasty six and six with the five spot. Uh, if they played every week th- uh, this year, uh, Houdinis would have eight wins to Slop Nasty's four. It's pretty dominant, but uh, you know it's uh, it's a weekly game. Um, I the projection is just way too high. I, I think uh, Derek is going uh, has way too many good matchups uh, and favorable uh, things going on. Like uh, I, I just don't see how uh, Jeff and Slop Nancy are gonna get enough points to 
to come close. Yeah, there's times when, you know, the person sitting across from you, you have to pick against them and you feel bad. This is not one of those times. Uh, <laughs> I'll take <laughs> Derek, and he's probably, he's probably going to get another one. <laughs> oh, well, that was tough. Uh, yeah, so the the Houdinis have seven matchups where it is ranked 23rd or better, which – I mean, that's going to be tough for anybody, especially you're playing the points leader. Uh, but this is where uh, heroes are made, okay? Because we've all watched superhero movies, and, you know, it, at times during those movies, those superheroes have to throw their unitard on, you know, tie that cape around their neck, throw their bracers on, and they go in and they go to battle. Blow for blow, you know who always ends up coming out on top? The good guy. Okay? And I'm the good guy, the real Mr. Average. And I'm going to win. I'm calling it for myself, 216 to 208. Modest victory. I like that. The Mr. Average is going off. Uh, and then uh, also for Brad, um, uh, he is going to go with Derek for obvious reasons. <laughs> um, and then so the next matchup we have uh, Farewell to Hope. Who uh, with five and second, five and seven record against Cleveland Steamers with a seven five record. Uh, if they, well, we discussed this earlier, but if they played every week this year, they would be tied up with six wins apiece. So that uh, kind of shows you how things shake out, but just based on who you play. Uh, with these, uh, with this matchup, uh, I think I'm gonna go with Rob. Matchup seem better. Rob's starting to heat up. Uh, and get healthier. Um, so I think this is where he's going to, you know, show if he can make a run in the playoffs or not. It's just ridiculous. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going with myself. Uh, continuing my revenge tour with old Ruby Rupert. Uh, he had two players already go. They didn't They didn't really do much of anything. I think that's going to set him back. He's going to really have to rely on his, his top dogs, which – Nick Chubb, I think we talked about it off the pod that he may actually murder, like legitimately murder the Houston defense, which is fine. I'm not too scared of Higgins and, and St. Brown and Hayden Hurst. God. Uh, me by a million. <laughs> I don't think John even believes the words coming out of his mouth. Uh, yeah, Farewell to Hope has good matchups, but I don't feel like Barkley and Wilson are going to do that great. They have uh, pretty tough matchups. Um, the Steamers' only bad matchups are Mahomes and McCaffrey, and I feel like those are two guys who are fairly matchup proof, anyways. Uh, I'm going to take the Steamers 231 to 202. All right, and then uh, also um, Brad is going to go with uh, Rob. Uh, so we we move to our last matchup of the week. We have uh, Victoria's Secret at eight and four, second place against It's What Plants Crave uh, with. Five and seven, seventh place, uh, and and then if the weekly matchup, if they played every week, uh, Victoria's Secret have seven wins to it's what Plants Craves five, so uh, that can tell you a little bit there. Um, but uh, based on Thursday night, uh, I you know anybody that faces Amanda, if the Bills don't have. Uh, excellent day on Thursday. You feel pretty good about it. Josh Allen only had 24 points. I'll, I'll take that every week. And Gabe Davis had the touchdown, but that really was it. 
So I, you know, of course I'm going to go with myself every week, but I, I really think I'm going to win. Justin Fields plays, Levi wins, and Amanda loses. Uh, I think it really hinges on that. You know, Allen didn't didn't explode. Gabe Davis didn't have an 80-yard touchdown. Um, I think Levi has the better. You know, with Je- Justin Jefferson and Garrett Wilson's emergence of as of late. Uh, give me Levi with Justin Fields playing and Amanda without. All right, uh, with Victoria's Secret and the Plants, um, I know the Bills didn't do as well as they usually do, but looking at the matchups, neither one had a real obvious matchup advantage, but if you look at the record, one has an obviously better team. I'm going with Victoria's Secret, 223 to 198. And then uh, Brad is going with Amanda in this matchup as well. Okay, uh, since it's uh, you know last two weeks of the the season, I wanted to get into some playoff scenarios so everyone uh, I, you know everyone knows that they need to win uh, to get in. But there you know there are some things that could happen in other matchups that uh, that could help your uh, ability to get in. Uh, and I just wanted to go over those scenarios with each team. Uh, once again, not going to go over with uh, Derek and Amanda. They're in. Uh, you know, they may drop in seed uh, at some point, but they there's no way for them to get out of the playoffs at this point with two games left and eight wins. Uh, and I, I have I have it kind of layered in four tiers uh, as, you know, from best case, tier one being, you know, uh, not you don't have to do a lot to get into tier four being like, uh, if you lose, you're probably out. Um, but I still want to go over it. So well, I'll start with uh, tier one. We got uh, the Cleveland Steamers. They, you know, they have the uh, third third place. Um, they really just need to win, and they're in. Uh, and they possibly at this point could still they could secure a bye if they went out. Uh, and really, the only way to there's a minimal chance that they could lose out and be kicked out of the playoffs, but there are several things that need to happen for, for that to happen. Uh, but for, for Rob, for the commissioner, all you got to do is win, and there's really no other excuse. Uh, now we'll get to Tier 2. Now this is also this is kind of like a win and a couple other things need to happen, and then they're in. Uh, and those two teams are Scoops Troop and Slop Nasty. Both of those teams need to win this week. And then for Scoops Troop, uh, Joey uh, needs to lose, and myself, I, I need to lose. And then Scoops Troop is, I would say, 95 and above in. Um, but even a win it gets them in a really good position. Like Scoops Troop could win this week, lose next week, and be in, or vice versa, uh, based on tiebreakers. And then Slop Nasty. Uh, if you win this week and then John loses and Jason loses, uh, then they are pretty much in the same case scenario, 95%. And uh, Slop Nasty could get in if they lose this week and win next week. Now we'll get to the Tier 3. Uh, these three teams, we have three teams here. These three teams need to, 
win both their weeks to get in, but it's not as bad a scenario as the other four. They, I believe if they win their two, then they're most likely in. Um, but, uh, it, but if they win this week and some other things happen, they're in the driver's seat, but they could still lose next week and be out. And those three teams are Intoxicated All-Stars, It's What Plants Crave, Black Sunday, so it's uh, me, Joey, and Brad. Uh, for Joey, uh, he, he needs to win this week against Brad. He needs me to lose, Jason to lose, Jeff to lose, and then he's uh, not secure in, but he's in the driver's seat. He just needs to win, and he's for sure in or win in week 14. Uh, for me, I definitely need to win against Amanda. Brad needs to lose. Uh, uh, John needs to lose. Jeff needs to lose. Uh, and then I'm in the same position. I just need to win and I'm in. Um, and then for Brad, he has uh, he has to win this week. Jeff needs to lose. Uh, there's a common denominator here. <laughs> Jeff losing. Uh, and a Jason loss. Uh, and then the next four, uh, then we have tier four where, um, uh, we got the purple bleeders and farewell to hope. And if they basically, they lose, uh, this week, then they're probably out. Uh, I'm sure they probably knew that just cause the way things have been going for them. Uh, there, there's always a, you know, percentage of things happening, but for uh, Lance to you know make his position next week a little better, he needs to win against Jason, of course, and then Jeff needs to lose. And then for John with Farewell to Hope, he definitely needs to win against Rob. Jeff needs to lose, and uh, Lance needs to lose. Uh, but uh, you know it, it's. Uh, it's kind of the, there's a common denominator this week. I think the most important matchups to watch are uh, Jeff versus Derek and Lance versus Jason. Uh, if Jason wins and Jeff wins both of them, then it's it's not very good for the bubble teams because both of them are basically securing a spot, and that leaves only one spot for the rest of the bubble teams. Um, but um. Uh, but we'll have a next week. Uh, there'll be a more clear way of looking at things. But I, I, that's how I would look at it this week. I would I would pay more attention to uh, Jeff and Derek's matchup and Jason and Lance's, and you, and you want Jeff and Jason to lose. I know. Uh, I'm sure everyone already thinks that. But um, uh, that that's my been my analysis, and we'll get to it next week. But uh, guys, any uh, insight on on that or anything like that that you like to talk about? Just going over everything that you sent out as far as this, uh, the making the playoffs. A lot of things can happen. Uh, and the, the good thing is that nobody's out. Uh, everybody has a shot. Um, so that means setting your lineups, making the pickups. Uh, some have less of a chance than others. Uh, I think we were talking a little earlier how, like, this is probably the closest it's ever been in the 17 years that we've done this uh, league. So it's kind of cool to see that going into week 13, uh, this game really matters uh, as well as next week, uh, right going right into the playoffs. So I'm pretty I'm pretty excited to see how it kind of plays out. 
for myself, I was wishing I was in a better position, but it is what it is. Uh, but I still think it's kind of neat to see that everybody, if you know things go their way, anyone can get in. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool, you know, to to be at this point and everybody has a chance. That's like John was saying. We talked about it uh, before the podcast, and we can't really remember a time where at this point there wasn't, you know, one or two people out. So for everybody to either be in or at, you know, right on the cusp of being in, you know, whether certain wins or losses have to happen, I mean, any anything can happen. Um, I mean, uh, Scoop's Troop's going to lose this week. So as soon as they lose, that's at least opening up one bubble spot. So there's a hope and a prayer for everybody. Yeah, and to piggyback on that, I've, I've, uh, I've seen, like, a cool scenario that's, like, very unlikely, but, it, you know, it's something that uh, maybe people could root for. Um, it involves uh, <laughs> Rob and Brad being out of the playoffs, so I'm sure you all like that. Um, so, like, Rob, you know, is most likely of the bubble teams to be in. Just all he has to do is win either this week or next week, and he's he's in. But if he doesn't, he loses twice. He loses to uh, to me and John, and then I win uh, this week against Amanda. Uh, John wins his next week uh, against Lance, or no? It's um, I can't remember who it was. Uh, or it's uh, to Jeff. Yeah, if, he, if John beats Jeff week fourteen, then Jeff is seven and seven. Uh, so that would mean you week you would win this week, uh, and Joey wins twice. That pretty much uh, puts uh, Rob, uh, Brad, and Faggot if he uh, loses out out. Who are all kind of like Rob and Faggot are in the driver's seat right now. So like that's one scenario that like could absolutely happen. So uh, you know that's. Uh, that could help you all root for certain things this week. But uh, that's about all I have for the playoff scenario this week. Uh, next week, we'll, it'll be more definitive. This is more like, uh, you know, uh, you're rooting for not to be put out. And then next week, you'll be rooting to get in. So we'll talk about it more next week. Okay, uh, so uh, as we mentioned before, we are, we're happy to have uh, owner, manager, of Slop Nasty Jeffrey Kelly on the pod today, and uh, Jeff is just—I uh, just like to thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure working, and you know, uh, how's it feel? I mean, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, it really is an honor to be here with you guys. Uh, I'm a little let down that Brad didn't show up this week because I wanted to look him in the eyes and. Uh, tell him his team sucks and I hope he don't make it to the playoffs uh, but uh, yeah it's good to be here it's good yeah it's it's, it's really fun to stick it to Brad he, he really is just a loser but um, uh, so you know you you famously this year have stolen the I wouldn't say stolen you've earned that moniker of Mr. Average and taken it from uh, Derek and the Houdinis. So, uh, what what do you attribute to your rise to the middle? Um, 
I've always been really good at not being good at anything, but not being bad at anything. You know, I kind of I, I enjoy hovering around the middle and being consistently mediocre at uh, everything that I do. So I think that my team this year has just been an extension of myself. Well said. Um, <laughs> it's it's pretty clear of that. Um, uh, and uh, you know, speaking of which, like you know, you're you're in the the fifth uh, playoff spot right now. Uh, you've been at six for most of the year, either you know, seven, six, fifth. Uh, will you get upset? Like, or is that you consider that a, a failure if you don't get that sixth spot, even if you get the fifth spot? I mean, as long as I get in the playoffs, I'm going to be pretty happy with it. But I would be way happier if I came in at the sixth spot. I mean, that's that's like when when Mama came in as a baby and tucked you in real good and tight. That's my sweet spot. That's where I feel comfortable. Um, that's where I want to come in. I mean, so would I be upset? No, but would I be more comfortable? Yeah, definitely. Nice. Um, and uh, with that, being around that, that bubble area, trying to get in the playoffs, who do you think has been your biggest rival this year? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, biggest rival. I'm not sure. Uh, I I can tell you that the one of the the losses that I've taken more personally was against Brad this past week. Um, recent memory, huh? Yeah, that one's real fresh. I don't know rival wise. I, I have not enjoyed losing to Faggot. Um, I mean, I've where we were at week thirteen, so. It's it's hard for me to say that I have a rival because I have just a slew of losses, anyways. Um, it's just I, I think those are the ones that I've taken the hardest, though. Gotcha. And it's kind of piggyback to that. Like, um, if if you were to get in the playoffs, it seems like it's likely at this point, but you know, not hundred percent. But like, who are you hoping to play against, or what's uh, what's that team that you're you're not afraid of? One team that I'm definitely not afraid of is the Purple Bleeders. Uh, Lance, I, I love you, but uh, um, your team sucks, and I'm going to crush you in the playoffs. And when I do, I'm going to come into work Monday morning, and I'm going to rub it in, and it's going to be relentless. And it might be like uh, a point of friction in our friendship for a while. But since you have to work with me, there's no escaping it. And it, it's it's been a, a long year for everybody. You know, I – I think everybody has, you know, their own stories and everything with the year. What um, and you you being six and six just in the playoff hunt all, pretty much the entire year. Um, you know, what what would you say is your biggest surprise? Um, my biggest surprise. Uh, I wasn't real confident with my draft, so my biggest surprise is, I guess, even being at this point because I I thought that I probably wasn't really going to be a contender. Um, but some of my guys ended up panning out pretty well. I haven't had a whole lot of injuries, which is surprising. Maybe maybe my best year, at least that I can remember, for in, uh, being injury-free, um, other than, like, losing Brees Hall. Um, but I think my best surprise is being where I'm at, really, after draft night. Nice. Uh, John, you have anything for 
Yeah, it sounds like you're going to give Lance a fancy football Dutch oven. He's just going to have to live with it with you if you, if you win. <laughs> that sounds awful. All right, moving on. Uh, the question I got for Jeff is if you were creating a basketball team, which which four would you pick from this list to take on the other five? Okay, out of all the teams here. Um, let's see. Uh, I think... All right, I would take Black Sunday for one. I like his spirit. He's never quit fighting. I like that. I definitely want him on my team, even though he kind of sucks. I have Goon and the Forcer. Yep. Um, Plants Crave, I'll take them too. That That's a team that started strong, um, dipped down, uh, hit rock bottom, came back up, and started kicking ass. I mean, you know, they haven't been you know 100 like the best best team all year but i like i like a little fight and resolve uh obviously myself uh so that's three uh the steamers have just been they've been tough you know the only time that they dropped off um was with injuries they're back full steam ahead so we need some for real players not just the uh cheerleaders and uh guys that you're hoping really show up and I got to take the Houdinis because they're the points leaders, and that's somebody you don't want to mess with. All right, looking at that list again, if you had your say that four people don't get in just due to your personal preference, which four teams <laughs> would you not put in the playoffs, regardless of any fantasy data? Okay, regardless. So this is purely personal. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, purely personal. Let me see. You know, there's a lot of people here. Um, I would say uh, I I was kind of hoping um, that Derek wasn't going to make it uh, because for one he's a fox. Uh, for two, he was pretty stacked and rolling. If he hadn't made the playoffs, that would have been pretty sweet. Or if he'd at least come in as average and lived up to his moniker. Um, let's see. Black Sunday, uh, all the crap talking. Um, if he had not made it and all that would have backfired in his face, which, I mean, very very may well still happen, uh, that would have been pretty cool. Um, Rob, uh, because he's kind of his uh, henchman and all that, uh, constantly talking smack and uh, just loving Brad. That's just weird um, and too much. So we'll take them out, and man, I'm looking for something else personal. Oh, you know what, Joey? Uh, <laughs> that that is for beating me. And we're going to reference uh, the uh, uh, my score for uh, the matchups this week. That's for beating me in the championship game by a tenth of a point. So you're out. Yeah. If anything, I'd remove Rob just because. <laughs> That's he would be removed on all this. <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully that picked that up, John. Um, yeah, uh, so that uh, that does it for any questions we have. Oh, hold on, Jeff, hold on. And anyway, we just, I just like to say, uh, you know, uh, 
thank you for coming on. And uh, I just wanted to give you an opportunity to talk to anyone in the league or your fans or, you know, anyone that's been crap talking you or anything like that. Here's, here's your uh, soapbox. All right. There's only one person in the league that I want to talk to right now, and that is John Michael Spears. Farewell to hope. Curious. I want to um, rewind and go back to week nine. I played John that week, and to read verbatim, I texted him uh, on Thursday, I believe it was that week. My text said, you caught me on a good week. Half my team is on a bye. It was all I could do to muster a full roster. If I win, you suck, John. Uh, Laughing emoji. (laughs) So what happened immediately after that is on that podcast that week, John called me a coward for that. Which, fair enough, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I, <laughs> it was it, an, an epic week for buys. When five of your starters is out, you know, that's that's tough for anybody. So I owned up to it. You know, I was like kind of rubbing his face, you know, hoping I would win, but not figuring that I would. So, fair enough, week nine. I'm called a coward. Along comes the week ten podcast. It's brought up again. <laughs> he called me a coward for the second week. <clears throat> Fair enough. I don't Still, that one. oh yeah, you did. <laughs> oh yes, you did. So, week ten podcast. Okay, that's fine. You know, it is what it is. But then, you're never gonna believe what I've got here. Okay, so let me see. What week was this? Uh, week eleven, Monday night. There was a text exchange between John and Derek, which I hate to be a tattler, but I got this from Derek, so I'm tattling okay. on him. So. <laughs> What this says is, uh, congrats, John. This is from from Derek. Congrats, John. It was closer than I thought it would be. John says, good game, bruh. Yeah, I'm glad they went to Palmer instead of Eckler on the final score. I was nervous as hell. LOL. Derek says, LOL, yeah. I thought he was going to get it on that screen pass. John says, me too. I'm going to act like I wasn't worried on the podcast, though. Derek responds, LOL. So, the guy who is calling me a coward is talking to Derek about how he's he was worried that he was going to lose, but he's not going to own up to that worry. Where me, the coward, did. So, my question to you, John, is who is the coward here? All right. <laughs> there's, a, there's quite a bit to unpack there. Let's just, I'm going to be full disclosure. A, when he texted me <laughs> that horse crap of an excuse, I lost six straight games in a row, and then he's going to tell me, hey, if, if you win, it's because I'm on a bad bye week. Like, not even giving me, like, let me have the glory of a win. He tried to steal it from me, just like he did years ago when we went all fishing, and he wanted, he wanted to win, but he said to me out loud, "Man, I really, I just hope everybody catches a fish," which I saw right through that. It's like, no, you just said that so you'll catch a fish and win the tournament, which you didn't win the tournament. I don't believe no. you did win one by snagging a fish. Secondly, with Derek, the only reason I told him that is that I wasn't gonna act, say that I was nervous on the podcast just to to make him mad 
But I do believe, if we go back and listen to it, I do admit that I was nervous. So maybe if you're a better detective... Oh, he was, yeah, you admit you were nervous. Okay, so I did... But you, but you were going to hide it. I, you're right. Gonna, well, you're I didn't hide it, though. <laughs> I didn't. I admitted yeah. it. But fair enough for you to come on. It's not cowardly <laughs> to come on the podcast and to call me, because I had no idea that he had this up his sleeve. So it put me on the hills a little bit. So, congrats on that. I do still love you. Forever. <laughs> oh, man. All right, everybody. We're jumping into the mailbag. Uh, but up first, let's, let's, let me shoot you a little inspiration here. Walk your path with confidence, but calculate each move and step lightly so you can leave a trail of lights so others may find their way. All right. Uh, we're going to jump right into an ad. Have you ever stood outside looking at the stars and wished you could see them just a tiny bit better? Shafley's 2 times telescope is just what you're looking for. Our telescope stops at a 2 times zoom because zooming in too much on those bright stars really hurts your eyes. If you could zoom in too far at a star or planet, you might see aliens and they're really scary. Besides, who wants to see exactly what Uranus looks like when you can just let your imagination run wild? Google us and pick up one for a friend or family member this Christmas. Oh, man. All right, I hope I draw one of y'all's names for Secret Santa. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Uh, you want a telescope? <laughs> all right, uh, this one's for Jeff. Uh, this is from uh, Dr. Tooths. Uh, <laughs> Lance tells you you just found a dead body in a hotel room. How do you respond? I ask no questions and I bury it. All right. I think I give him three hours before I call the guys. That's kind of messed up. (laughs) Yeah, all right. uh, Let's let's take it to the lighter side here. All right, Jeff, if you had a football nickname like the fridge, what would it be? Ooh. um, Man, that's kind of a tough one. Uh. I feel like I've kind of gotten a football nickname, the real Mr. Average. Um, I think that one fits. I'll stick with that. How about the coward? (laughs) 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 Oh, man, yeah. I don't want to hate you. All right. (laughs) Shoot at you a little bit. All right. uh, We have somebody... (laughs) One of our little fans outside uh, wanted to <laughs> record something for you to hear. Uh, here we go. This is Katie from PRP. I just wanted to let you know, Jeff, that your forehead is brighter than your future beating the Houdinis in the football game. Bye. Any response? There's a lot of things that I'd like to say to sweet, sweet Katie, but as my uh, second daughter uh, I'm going to hold back and I just want you to know Katie that I still love you even though that you made that comment and uh, I'm sorry that your father is brainwashing you I agree with that part um, alright uh, next question is from Brad sick in bed and we just found out that the steamers are gently tucking him in tonight and smooching them on the lips alright Brad asked Jeff 
How does it feel to be the real Mr. Average? I'm sure Derek would like to know. Uh, it feels a lot better than the feeling you're going to have when your uh, uh, butt gets knocked out of the playoffs. I know that. Zingers. All right. Uh, next up, uh, we kind of. This is from Derek from PRP. Uh, what is it like to be the third wheel on Brad and Rob's bicycle? I'm the third wheel. According to Derek. I, I'm not sure how that came about. There's been absolutely no indication that I'm on the... Uh, and I think that if you have a, a little device like that um, that has three wheels, that would be a tricycle, you idiot. <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass this week. All right. <laughs> God. I don't think that was a little personal. Uh, let's jump through the mailbag, digging a little deep. Uh where was the next question at? I think it was from Oh Doctor Tooth. Uh, and what what's the order of his human centipede with Lance and Rob? Does Brad get a spot? <laughs> oh, Brad most definitely gets a spot. Uh, I think. Well, obviously, I would have to be in the front. Um, uh, I love Lance too much to put him anywhere other than number two. Um, plus, he's kind of ate my shit for years. Uh, and then, obviously, um, the next would be Robert and followed up by Brad. Oh, man, that's disgusting. Um, I think that'll wrap it up for all the questions we got. Uh, <laughs> that, was a, that was a screwed up mailbag. <laughs> yeah, they, it was lethal. You, you need new friends, as it sounds like. Um, yeah, thanks for all your questions. Uh, keep them coming. Thanks, guys. All right, Chaos Fantasy Dorks. We're putting this episode to bed, and it was an epic one at that. We at the Chaos Cast would like to thank Jeff Kelly for coming on the pod for an interview and filling in for Brad. Who's in good hands right now? I know some of you are worried. And he'll be back next week. Speaking of next week, uh, it's the last week of the regular season, and we'll see who the true contenders are and who are just pretenders. It's put up or shut up time. So good luck, everyone. But as always, continue to leave your smart math comments and filthy smack talk on the Chaos group text line. And we look forward for the next guests on the podcast. In the meantime, set your lineup, work on that smack talk game, and remember... No one cares about your crappy fantasy football team.